You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. All right, welcome to this this video. This is an educational video, and I just have felt the need to record this for some time now. We have other videos that educate on what we call the financial distributors and kind of going through some of the rules of how banks, investment companies, insurance companies are able to handle basically their business for us. And so been wanting to, based on different conversations, just kind of do a consolidated training video, just showing all the players in the game. One of the things we need to understand as business owners is that there's rules to games. And once you know the rules, you know how to strategize and organize. And that that goes uh, through all things, whether it's business or sports, activities, whatever it is, just playing a board game, you need to know the rules to be able to strategize and organize. And so this is part of that. This is part of helping you understand the players in the game. What what are they trying to accomplish and what are they trying to do and how you can actually shift your positioning in the game by understanding how these rules are. And so that's essentially what we do in our planning process. So what I'm going to do is going to go ahead and share my screen and we're going to walk through this. I don't know how long this video is going to be. The key here is to get you the information. It's not to make this a quick little video, get you in and out and, and deal with your attention span. The, the goal of this is to get you information, to help you. This is the way we build wealth, just like the wealthy. Let's utilize and understand the rules that they play by, the players in the game, and then we can plan and strategize as well. All right. So go ahead and share my screen here. And so let's go ahead and go through this. So first of all, who are the players in the game? Well, we know the U.S. government is a player, right? In our economic termites book, one of the termites we call laws and regulations. And that's the government, the laws that they pass, the politicians pass certain laws that have consequences, good and bad. And sometimes we're not always on the good side, we're on the bad side. What the the government take, give it, they take it away as well in different areas. And so you got to understand how certain laws are passed because pretty much every law now has some sort of function or feature in the tax code. So you really need to understand it's not just about can I do this or can we do this or that or whatever. It's how is all this other stuff going to affect us? The other player is the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is an independent entity, independent banking system that the U.S. government does not own. And this is very important to understand. And But these two are in cahoots. They do cahoot with each other, so to speak, and create policy that really affects all of us. But the, the chairman of the Federal Reserve is not somebody who is a politician. They don't run for their position. They're appointed and it has to be approved by the U.S. government, not just the president, but the U.S. government, all, all entities. OK, now under the Federal Reserve, there's the financial distributors. Okay, and there's there's certain process to the financial distributors, and I'll explain this as we look at these financial distributors. But in our explanation of what a financial distributor is, an entity that creates product or services that you and I as consumers engage in from a monetary perspective. Okay, so money, that's why it's under Federal Reserve. Now, the Federal Reserve controls the flow of money in and out of the economy by raising interest rates, by printing money or not printing money or 
doing what they call quantitative easing. And so there's a whole bunch of different features and functions, switches and knobs that they flip and turn to get the economy running a certain way. Now, there's certain goals and rules that the Federal Reserve goes by. So for example, inflation. Their goal is a 2% inflation. Now, at the time of this recording, we're way higher than that. In fact, we're higher than what they're recording, but their goal is 2% inflation. So if you were to use the rule of 72, and I've done this in some other videos and podcasts and YouTube episodes, is if you were to take the rule of 72 and you were to take that 2% goal, divide that into 72, the answer is how many years it will take money to double. Okay, so you can do that with the rate of return or you can do that with costs, interest costs, such as inflation. So it would take 36 years for your dollar to now be worth 50 cents or your dollar. You have to earn two to have the same purchasing power as one. Okay, so that's what the, so that's a guideline that I was talking about that the Federal Reserve goes by. Now, when inflation's higher or lower, then obviously that affects in the different ways in the flow of money and supply and demand. But the financial distributors, the, the Federal Reserve has to have a way to distribute these funds into the economy. And so they use the financial distributors creating products and services. So also the government has established taxes, law, and certain rules with each of these financial distributors as well, okay? And a lot of times it's in the public's interest, but most of the time it's in their interest, okay? And they use us as pawns of why they want or going to do something so we feel warm and fuzzy that the government is taking care of us, okay? Now, the financial distributors are made up of the banks, investment companies, and insurance companies. So let's walk through each of these as we go through it. So banks, the Federal Reserve has a control over interest rates, okay? They'll increase interest rates, they'll lower it. And what that does is it it decides on the cost of money that banks' money can flow into the economy through banks and how banks exchange money back and forth as well and the cost associated with that. Now, how do banks do this? Well, banks gather their funds two ways. One way, the Federal Reserve. The second way is through deposits. What are deposits? Well, you and I as business owners, as individuals, have a bank account. We deposit money. Those are deposits. And what is the goal and the key of a bank? To lend money out, to charge a rate for that, an interest, a cost for that. That's how they make their money. And they charge fees for different services and that sort of stuff. But the the idea of the banks is to be a middleman, to take the money from the reserves and give it to out to the population. Okay. Now, that's the banks. Now, they have certain requirements of holding liquidity and cash. Now, if a bank has to hold cash on its on its balance sheet, that's a liability because they're not making money. Okay. So from the banking perspective, when you make a deposit, that deposit you make is an asset to you. To a bank, if they don't lend that money out and they hold it on the in their books, that's a liability. Okay. Very important to understand that. So now let's go over to the investment companies. What are investment companies? Investment companies are a process of having businesses large corporations to sell shares or percentage or part ownership 
of this business that you and I as consumers have access to. And there's a ton of rules and regulations that are focused on investment companies, but is another way of taking a dollar and earning 10. Now, typically when they do this, they're using other people's money. Just like the banks, the banks are using other people's money. The Federal Reserve, which is backed by the U.S. government, right? Now, not officially, but by words, when you look at your money, it says backed by the, the United States government, right? So what, what's that mean? That means if the government's still standing, our money's good, so to speak, right? Now, the banks do that, so do the investment companies. Now, the investment companies, their goal is to what? to make money charging fees and interest on their services as well, okay? So investment companies and banks are utilizing other people's money to make themselves more money, okay? And all the rules and regulations that the government puts in place for them allows them to do that by not, lack of a better term, screwing the consumer, but a lot of times those rules aren't to our advantage as a consumer. And I can go through some examples of how I, why I mean that because of how the government views certain things. Because when a government, for example, option trading, let's just use option trading as an example. Option trading for the wealthy, for people who understand stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, and investment companies, they use option trading as an insurance policy to minimize their risk. But you have to be a certain type of investor. Usually they'll say something like an accredited investor, meaning you have to have a certain net worth or certain income to be able to qualify for that. So what that means is you and I, as a non-accredited investor, if we're not that accredited investor and we have money sitting in our retirement account in investment companies, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, how do I protect it? Well, you don't. So you are risking your funds so the investment companies and the, those who understand the rules to the game can protect themselves. Now, why is option trading bad in the government's mind? Well, because you can lose your money. Well, isn't that investing in general? Now, here's the thing. With option trading, you can actually structure it to where you know how much you actually will lose. In your retirement account, can you do that? No. You have to put certain money into cash or bonds, but you can still lose value in those as well. And option trading, you have a finite number that you know going into that contract, and it's a contract, that you'll know what your loss is. Does that sound risky? No, it's the opposite of. But that's an example of the rules and how the players in the game play by these rules that you and I are not necessarily privy to unless we know those exist. Okay. Now let's go to insurance companies. Insurance companies are there for safety. They're there for protection, right? So the, the goal of an insurance company is to really, if you think about everything you see, look at, touch, smell, feel, taste, it's insured through the entire process. It's all insured. It's a safety measure. It's to make sure that the flow of the economy, the flow of monies and dollars is, is able to flow. If something bad happens, an event, a risk or liability event, something bad happens, then the insurance company is able to be able to put funds back into the system to allow the flow of that system to continue to pro progress. Now, all three of these distributors use a, a terminology called pooling. And it's basically, we understand that the word pooling is where we take two or more things and bring it together. So we're pooling our dollars, right, for these. 
Now, here's the interesting thing is all these r- players here play with them with each other as well. Okay. Now with the with banks, they they use insurance companies for protection. They use investment companies and vice versa. They all get to play with each other within certain guidelines and rules as well. All right. And benefit each other. Okay. Now let's talk about another player in the game, the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS. What's their job? Their job is to collect tax revenue, right? Why do we call it revenue? Well, that's the government's revenue. Our tax liability has to be somebody else's revenue and it's the government's. So just like the banks, when we put money into the bank or we have investments in an investment company or we have cash in a a life insurance policy or an annuity, it's our asset, but it's another entity's liability. Same thing with the IRS. It's our tax liability and the government's revenue. Okay. There always has to be two parties to the equation. So the IRS's job is to make tax rules? No, to enforce it, to to collect on it. It's the government who passes these rules. The IRS is there to try to figure out what the government is saying and be able to take that direction and collect on that direction from from taxpayers. Okay. Now, the IRS is also pooling of our tax dollars, our tax liability to allow the government to do what? To run its business in cahoots with the Federal Reserve and the financial distributors. Okay. So that may sound very cynical, but at the end of the day, that's how the game is played. Now, each of these have certain rules. The IRS says you owe taxes on every single dollar you make. They kind of do, but they also don't. Because in the IRS tax code gives you and I guidance, a rule book, a guideline of how we are able to lower that liability to where we're not paying as much taxes. It's not their job to guide us and train us on their on the code. It's their job to collect. It's your job as the taxpayer to take responsibility, accountability of your own money. And so it's your job to learn how do you lower your liability or how do you increase your assets and your wealth? Those are your rules. That's what all these guidelines are out there for, okay? You have to know the rules to the games. There's different games, but it's based on assets, based on what you want to accomplish, how you want to accomplish it. And certain assets have different tax benefits or guidelines of how you can pay less taxes when and how to use these various assets together to actually minimize your tax liability to zero if necessary, or sometimes to a negative, but just following the IRS guidelines. Now, how does this whole system stand up? How does this system prop itself up? Because it does kind of sound like a house of cards when you think about it, but there is a group of folks that actually stand this up. We are the foundation, you, the taxpayer. You are the person, you are other people's money. When you hear about other people's money, you're that, you're the money. So when you put deposits in the banks, they lend it out, Make take your dollar, make 10. When you put money into investments, they take your dollar, they make 10. And you assume the risk of that as well. An insurance company, yes, you can assume the safety, but depending on type of insurance could affect your costs. Also, if it's even beneficial for you or not, okay? 
Now, the tax code in the IRS is there to collect our tax dollars. Now, by the way, banks, investment companies, and insurance companies, all the products and services that they develop all have some form of taxation or association to taxation that affects who? You. So not only is your dollar going there, but your dollar is also being taxed. So you, the taxpayer, are propping this up. Now, the only way you can minimize your risk or your liability as a taxpayer is by understanding the rules to the game. And a couple of the rules are understanding how the money flows. And that's essentially what we'll do. And you can see in the rest of our videos and our educational videos, our podcasts and our YouTube channel, we're focusing on educating you to understand your dollars. Now, if you don't care, then fine, not a big deal. But most people I talk to, most business owners care how much they're paying. And most business owners care how much they're giving away. Now, we also got to understand the definition of an insanity because I just got to be honest with you. I experience this every year working with business owners. They come to us because they feel like they're paying too much in tax liability. As a business owner, they have tax professionals, they have a team in place, maybe the team may be one person or maybe five people, it's different for everybody, but they're coming to us because they have a tax liability issue, they're complaining about their taxes. And what's interesting is that we'll present a plan and a strategy, present it to them, and then who do they go to to review this plan or this strategy? The same people they're complaining about, their same tax team they're complaining about that's not helping them reduce their tax liability. And so what happens a lot of times is that team's like, I don't know. Well, of course they don't know or they'd be doing it. They'd be helping you as a business owner. But you as a business owner, because you want to save money on taxes and you've been with them and it's the devil you know, so to speak, then you take their advice and all of a sudden you're expecting a different result. So you're doing the same thing over and over again, utilizing the same people over and over again and expecting a different result. I'm sorry, you're clinically insane. Just the fact of the definition of insanity. Now, if you want a difference, if you want to make a change, if you're looking for something to to adjust or lower that tax liability, then that's also your responsibility. At the end of the day, it's your money, it's your responsibility. You're accountable to yourself. So if you want to lower your tax liability, if you want to understand how to build wealth in a tax advantageous environment, then you need to start seeking people who know how to do that. And then you're welcome to reach out to us at Terra Firma. We'll be happy to go through a scenario, take you through our process, see if you're a good fit for us and see if we're able to be there to help you and get the results that you're looking for and and based on our process. So thanks so much for watching our, our training video. Thank you so much for being with us. And we look forward to having a chat with you soon. Thank you. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.